One of the most amazing aspects of scripture, in my opinion, is how human everyone is. They are real people with real emotions, not fictional heroes that never have a bad day, never have fears, that are never screwed up. Noah is a man that is showing signs of some pretty serious issues, and in chapter 8 we begin to see them on display. I want to welcome you to the Connect with Christ Bible Study, where we take a chapter of Scripture and explore parts of it for a deeper understanding. Today we'll be looking at Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8 is the story of life during the flood, how long it lasted, when did the waters recede, and where did the ark land? A pretty straightforward tale. I like the symbolism of the first plant being found as the olive leaf, and the foresight of the story to mention that Noah only sacrificed from the clean animals, which were on the ship in the numbers by 7 by 7. As a little kid, I remember being so stuck on the story that the animals came two by two, and when I first read on my own that Noah had sacrificed, I was like, oh no, but that would mean entire kinds of animals would be wiped out. But today I want to focus on part of this scripture that I think we can all relate to. And it shows us that Noah was a human dealing with a very human personality. Genesis chapter 8 verse 13. Now it came about in the 601st year, in the first month, on the first of the month, that the waters was dried up from the earth. Then Noah removed the covering of the ark, looked, and behold, and the surface of the ground had dried up. And in the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dry. Then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives. Did you catch that? The waters of the flood were dried up on the first day of the first month. Happy New Year's! However, Noah would not leave the ark. He was scared. I mean, I can imagine the real human emotions that Noah is feeling. Here is a man that has witnessed the destruction of all flesh besides what is in his boat. The boat was only refuge, the only safe place. And now, despite walking outside and seeing that all the water is gone, and getting evidence like the olive leaf that plants have begun to grow again, he is terrified to leave. Thinking of my own life and the lives of so many people I've worked with, I see this as a very real moment. When people get in car crashes, often they have trouble getting in the driver's seat again due to fear. I know people that have fallen from a height once, and going forward in life, they develop a fear of heights. Or a more tragic view, people who are robbed or assaulted while they were walking alone in a city, never wanting to go back outside, or never wanting to be alone again. We want to feel security. And when something so overwhelming, something out of our control happens, it creates fear. Phobias are created in our minds. PTSD develops and we start making life-altering choices. Noah is no different. For over two months, Noah sits in the ark, terrified to step out onto the dry land. He's afraid. The ark saved him and his family when no one else survived. The ark was promised by God to be a refuge. This is his safe place where he knows nothing will hurt him. Now, God could have said, Noah, open the doors and let the animals out and use the ark as your home and build civilization from it. But this was not God's design. God does not want us to dwell in the past. Remember it. Understand it happened. 
Learn from it, but don't dwell there. So God steps in and tells Noah, get out of the ark. Go into the land. Be fruitful and multiply. Once more, I see this as very relatable. Noah would prefer to stay in a safe place. God, however, wants Noah to live his life to the fullest. The only way this is possible is to take the risk, to go back into the world. God gives him a blessing and to reassure him, even swears never to do it again. He sets a sign in the heavens, a rainbow, so Noah will be reminded that God won't do it again. Remember, God is omniscient. He already knows the beginning from the end, and he knows he will never flood the world again. God, God does not need a reminder. The reminder is for us. This is God reassuring Noah and all man that it is okay to go out into the world because he won't destroy all of us if we mess up again. Ordered to leave and armed with God's blessing, Noah obeys and leaves the ark. He doesn't go far. We see in the next chapter, he only goes to the base of the mountain to establish his own town. Always in eyes view of the safe place. But he does get back out into the world. And in the next chapter, we learn he doesn't cope with this stress well. He turns to alcohol to ease his mind. And that brings me back to the point of today's study. Noah is a normal man, relatable to any one of us. When you read the Bible, it is important that you keep that in mind. God uses normal people who are faithful. And the Bible doesn't hide our flaws. It shows them so that we know God is bigger than them. So we know that God sees them, and yet he still loves us and wants to relate with us. Noah's not perfect. Noah has some pretty hefty emotional scars. Noah is just like us trying to deal with life in an imperfect world. But God is greater, and he saves, and he blesses Noah. Just like God sending his son to save us and blessing us. Please join me as I close this lesson in prayer. Lord, thank you for the truth that you know who each of us are. There are no secrets that we can hide from you. You know the darkest places as well as our deepest struggles. And the truth that you try to show us is that you want to walk with us. Help us deal with and overcome the tragedies of this world. Thank you for loving us with our flaws. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.